Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Hey, thank you for being here. I am excited to dive into today's topic, which is how to get over your ex. And I should add to that, when I say ex, it might have been somebody who you were in a committed relationship with. It might have been someone who you were married to or a long-term partnership. It might have been someone who you dated for six months. It might have been someone who you went on one date with, or it might have been someone who you actually never dated, but you had a crush and a romantic attachment to that you are having difficulty letting go. So even though I'm framing this in terms of an ex situation, an ex dynamic, it doesn't matter from the perspective of your healing and your moving on. It's still about you. So this applies to you as well. Okay. Before I dive in, I want to make sure if you are listening to this, I want to let you know that on Tuesdays, every Tuesday on Clubhouse, I host a room called True Love Tuesday. And each week, the discussion that we have live on Clubhouse in the room is the same topic that I record for the podcast. So if you're listening to this on Friday, just know that on Tuesday, we had a live conversation on this topic. And if you weren't there, we'd love to have you there. So definitely check the show notes and click the link to join us on Clubhouse. It's totally free. You just need an Android or iOS phone and that's all you need. Okay. Moving on to today's topic. All right, so how to get over your ex, how to move on. Before I get into how to do this, I wanna talk about why it is so important and so essential for you to move on and to release your emotional and energetic attachment, in some cases, physical attachment to a relationship that has ended and the cost that that has to you. Because what happens when we hold on, and and there's different ways to hold on. You can hold on in anger. You can hold on in regret. You can hold on in sadness. You can hold on in a desperate feeling of, oh no, if I'm not with this person, I'm never going to be with anyone else. And you can hold on with just the desire that you have to still be with that person because that relationship ending may have been something that you didn't want or you were ambivalent about. So there are lots of ways in which we hold on energetically and emotionally. And what happens when you do that is that it keeps you tied to the past. It keeps you stuck and it does not allow you to move forward with an open heart because when you are really in that place of having a hard time letting go of an ex, particularly when it's a situation where you did not want the end of the relationship, and by the way, I've been there, then even if you do go through the motions of dating, you are more likely to be in that comparison mode and really evaluating people through the lens of your ex who you may now have put up on a pedestal, right, as the standard to which everyone else must aspire, which is not a fair standard. And it's not even a reflection of how you are going to make love happen for yourself. So we can get trapped in these patterns of thought and emotion around our past relationships that actually block you and block us from moving forward to either enter into a new relationship or to go deeper in your current relationship, because you can be in a relationship with someone and still be holding on to an old relationship and an old story. So let's get into why breaking up and why moving on is so, so hard. 
And there are actually many, many reasons and lots of different directions that I can take this, but I want to keep it really simple for you, really actionable for you for the purposes of this podcast. So I really see breaking up as hard for two primary reasons. Number one, there is just the breakup itself. What happened? The fact that that relationship ended, that is hard because What it does when you have an expectation and an attachment to a particular relationship, you start to identify with it. You start to see a future that incorporates this other person in this relationship dynamic. So even when there's a relationship that maybe wasn't the greatest relationship ever, it's still a real uh, paradigm shift, right? And we don't like that. We don't like that change. We don't like that disruption in our lives, even when it's a change that we want. So when it's a change that you don't want, that makes it even worse. But regardless, breaking up, you know, it's emotional, it's fraught, it brings up all sorts of feelings of, you know, rejection and worthiness and capacity to forgive and all sorts of things. So we have to be compassionate with ourselves because just the fact of breaking up itself is really challenging. So that's number one. And then number two, it's the story that we tell ourselves about the breakup. So here's an example, and I'll give you a real life example. So I've been broken up with more than once, but one significant breakup, which I'm even thinking about the term of breaking up, right? Like breaking up with me, where it's really, that makes it so personal. And how might that change it if I think of actually ending the relationship or breaking off the relationship versus somehow rejecting me, more about rejecting us together in a relationship, which is still painful, but it's a little bit of a reframe. Okay, that's a bit of a tangent, but that is something that I was thinking thinking about as I was preparing to record this episode, I'm like, hmm, breaking up. Interesting term. I've never really thought about it before. So we'll just say I had an ex who, when he broke off our relationship, I felt very, I was really blindsided. I didn't see it coming. I had a lot of attachment to the idea of the future that I imagined with him. And so when we broke up, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of stories that I attached to that breakup. It's one thing to say, you know what, this relationship just ended and that's painful and I'm sad and I need to heal and really recalibrate and really learn the lessons that I need to learn so I can move on. That's one way to look at a breakup, which I wish I could say was what I did. What I did instead was say, this is evidence that I'm never going to have the love that I want. I finally, finally, finally met somebody who I really loved and I really wanted to be with and I really enjoyed being with and we had this amazing connection and now I feel crazy and now I, how could he just move on and all of this story, right? And it was the sadness of the end of the relationship, yes, but it was really the story that I told myself about what that breakup meant that caused me the most suffering. And it took me a long time to fully get over that relationship and to move on. I mean, I went through the motions of dating while I was still grieving, right? But I was, my heart was not truly open to another person because all of that story that I had created around why my last relationship had ended were all things that were making me close my heart more and more and more and more out of uh, this sense of protecting myself. But When we close our hearts, we're protecting ourselves from love coming in. And that is a prison of our own making. Um, We have to be compassionate towards ourselves that we do that. But it's also something to recognize that actually 
choosing to keep my heart open is what actually attracts the love and allows me to receive it. But that can feel really hard when you have all the story. So the very first thing to do when you are really in this place of figuring out how to move on is you need to separate what happened versus the story that you have about what happened. So I want you to really think about, okay, when it comes to the breakup itself, have I allowed myself to process my sadness or my shock or my anger or my resentment or my relief or whatever those complicated emotions might be? Have you allowed yourself time to process them? Because oftentimes when you have that, that relationship ends, people tell you, all right, move on. Yes, some people go to strategy of dwelling on the terrible things about the person and, oh, you know, they were trash anyway and all of that. And it's not that I think that people mean very well when they have that kind of attitude. However, your heart needs to heal. And our heart can't heal with dismissing emotion and just saying, oh, someone was trash and so I couldn't care anyway. Part of the suffering of half of uh, moving on after a breakup is because we are not allowing ourselves to process our feelings. So first of all, process what happened. Let yourself feel your feelings. That's so, so important. So that's the first step. And then you have to also check in with your level of acceptance because... It's very easy, and I know I was there for a long time, to just resist the reality that the relationship is over. And when you're resisting reality and you are stuck on this can't be or this is wrong or this person made the wrong decision or how could they do this or we're supposed to be together, when you are just stuck in resisting that reality, you are causing far, far, far more suffering for yourself. That's what the the Buddha taught, right? So it's like acceptance of, hey, okay, I'm sad. I may feel betrayed. I may feel regretful. I may feel angry. I may feel pessimistic about my ability to to open my heart to someone else. Okay, allow yourself to feel those feelings without judgment. That way you can process them. That way you can move on. So that is so, so, so critically important as a first step. And then accepting, just accepting the fact that this doesn't feel good. I may not have wanted this. I may have complicated emotions behind this, but the reality is this relationship is over. This relationship is over. Even if I tell myself maybe one day, or maybe your ex said to you, as I had my ex say to me, well, maybe we're going to get back together. So not only did this person kind of, well, I felt at the time, pull the rug out from underneath me. I don't, I'm no longer angry at him about this, by the way. He made the right decision. He realized something that I was unable to see at the time, which is that we were very important in each other's journey, but we were not meant to be together forever. So anyway, I'm going to get to that and to how to kind of go through that process for yourself of really learning those lessons. But first, you got to just get to that place of how much am I resisting? How much am I accepting? Am I willing to accept the reality, which is that today, right now, this relationship is ended? So What do I need to do to allow myself to move on? Okay, so that's really, really, really important. And then once you have that little bit of a distance and that acceptance and you're not trying to resist your emotions or resist the reality, now you can start to understand the purpose of this relationship, this attachment, 
had in your life and start to bring some curiosity and some love to yourself as you start to process the lessons. Because every relationship, particularly the bad ones or the painful ones, have a lot to teach us. So what are those lessons that are available to you now? Or maybe they're lessons about learning to love yourself more or listen to your intuition or to be more vulnerable or to have boundaries or to say no or to work on being more communicative, right? Maybe it's about learning how to receive instead of doing all of the time for another person. Maybe it's about you getting more clear on what your values are and being intentional about making sure that you're prioritizing values and character and dating over some things that maybe, you know, have been sexy and seductive in the past, but haven't served you. So there's so many lessons. I mean, it is such a waste to go through a relationship, to go through the pain of the breakup and have in the journey of trying to heal from that breakup without the benefit of all the lessons that you could be extracting from this entire experience. That would be a terrible, terrible shame. So I really want you to look within yourself, do that time, journal on it, self-reflect. What was this relationship here? to teach me. And I want you to really base this. It has to be asked in a way where you're asking yourself with compassion, right? Which is love, right? So it's you're asking yourself in a loving way, not in a shaming way. So maybe something like if you are willing to assume, and I hope that you are, that there are lessons that benefit you that are in your highest good, right? So what is this relationship right? Or what lessons can I take from this relationship that are in my highest good? Because you could say, well, what are the lessons here? You can't trust anyone. You know, love equals heartbreak can like extract some very disempowering lessons. But if you ask yourself, okay, if this is in my highest good, then what might this be here to show me? And maybe this relationship showed up to show me that I actually can be myself with someone and connect with them Maybe that's what it was here to show me, right? So there's so many lessons that you will start to get those answers if you ask yourself the questions in the right way. And once you learn those lessons and you integrate them, then it's like, oh, now I see this purpose of this relationship served in my life. It no longer feels like, well, what was the point of that? Or that was a waste of time. Or why did I go through all of that? Now you can start to understand and appreciate and even be grateful in many cases for what that relationship revealed to you. Because the reality is no matter what the dynamics were in your past relationships, you were co-creating those dynamics because we all are. So even if the dynamic is victim abuser, it's not to blame anyone for anything, but I'm just saying we have to start to empower ourselves to say, well, what about myself made me think that that was okay? And so how can I send more love to myself that needs to feel more worthy or needs to feel more empowered? So I'm no longer drawn to people who want to exploit me or take advantage of me, for instance. It's a very empowering way to start to approach your dating life in general, when you are extracting these lessons from these past relationships. So please, please do that. So a couple of other things I want to, questions I want to pose to you for you to reflect on. So when you're doing this work of, you know, separating, okay, this is what happened. How do I feel about what's happened? Am I allowing myself to process my emotions around what's happened? Am I able to accept what's happened? No matter how much I may not like it, am I able to accept the reality? And part of this, I must say, 
and I had to go to the journey of this, and I've heard this so many times, is people have the right to not want to be in a relationship with you. And I had to go through that journey of understanding that even though I did not understand all of the reasons why, and to me it seemed crazy and wrong and all of these things, but I still at the end of the day, I have to respect the right of another human to decide for themselves, this is a relationship that I'm ready to end. And that is a part of that acceptance, right? Because that resistance of that reality causes the suffering. So that's part of the acceptance is just accepting the right of your ex to end if that was the case, your right to end because sometimes you might be stuck in guilt and feeling like, oh my God, I broke up with this person and now I've ruined their lives. And that's another way in which you can be energetically holding on to your ex, right? In guilt, right? In shame and oh my gosh. And that happens a lot of the time. But if you start to understand, it's like, well, wait a second, I have a right to end a relationship that I no longer want to be in. And in fact, if I don't want to be in this relationship, then it means that it's the wrong relationship for both of us, right? If we can't find that common ground and that desire to commit to work through whatever, then it's not the right relationship for us. So it goes back to something that I talk about a lot, which is whatever is in your highest good is in everyone else's highest good, even if and when it doesn't feel like it. And I truly believe that. So that's a spiritual principle that I just truly believe. I believe that we're all meant to be here in this world and really show up as ourselves and to love ourselves. And the more we're able to love ourselves, then the better the whole world gets. So a bit of a tangent, but an important one. So again, as you're asking yourself, you know, okay, well, what is the narrative that I've told myself? What's the story that I'm telling myself about the breakup, right? What does it mean? What does this breakup mean to me? Because if this breakup means to me that I'm never going to find love, well, no wonder you're not able to move on, right? Like how would you move on? You've decided that the story is now you're never going to find love, right? So that is a powerful story. So once you're starting to identify those stories, then I want you to ask yourself, number one, is this story true? And maybe your answer is yes, that's fine. But I want you to answer it. Is this story true? Number two, do I want this story to be true? So whether you think it's true or not, do you want it to be true? And then the next question is to ask, Am I willing to consider the possibility that this story is not true? Am I willing to consider the possibility the story is not true? Because if you are holding on to a story like I did for many years, which is that I'm never going to actually have the love that I want, guess what? I made myself really good at making that story true for myself because that's what we do. That's the power that we have, right? So you're going to have on a subconscious level, always going to have a very strong desire to do everything that you can to make your stories true and to reinforce what you believe. So it's really important to make sure, hey, whatever I believe, my subconscious is going to marshal all of its resources to make it true. <laughs> so maybe I should challenge some of the beliefs that I do not actually want and how can I start to identify a new story that actually serves me and a new story that's in alignment with what I want and not with what I don't want or not with what I fear? So once you do that work, and it sounds like maybe really simple questions, but I invite you to write those questions down and really reflect on them because those answers are going to bring you a lot of clarity and it's going to make it much, much easier for you to move on with an open heart 
and stronger and wiser for everything that you have been through. And that's what I want for you. That is what you deserve. So I hope that this has been helpful. Again, I want to invite you to join us on Clubhouse on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's 6 p.m. Central time here in the U.S. And sorry, you know, obviously I can't do all the conversion around the world, but hello to all of my listeners around the world. I appreciate you and for whom the time zone doesn't work out. I am sorry about that, but we still have the podcast. So thank you so much for listening and for your support. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend who you think might benefit. Thank you to all of you who have taken the time to rate the podcast, review the podcast, and to share the podcast on social media. Shout out to Naima. I appreciate you. Saw your posts this week. I am at Dear Franny on Instagram, on Twitter, on Clubhouse, on everywhere. And the podcast is also at Dear Franny Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So there's lots of ways to stay connected. And I also want to encourage those of you who are ready to really go deeper into your dating journey. I want to invite you to check out my membership community. It is called the True Love Society. That's also the name of my clubhouse community. So I know it can be a little confusing, but this is nothing to do with clubhouse. This is off of clubhouse. If you go to thetruelovesociety.com, you can learn more. Membership is $25 a month. You can cancel anytime. And inside of the True Love Society, I have monthly Zoom masterclasses and also monthly Zoom live Q&As. So we get to talk one-on-one and I get to answer your questions and the community is really incredible. Right now, the community is limited to women and women identifying people. So just want to make that clear. No offense to men, but that is what my members like. They like the community being all women. And so I want to keep that supportive and safe vibe, but all women are invited regardless of your sexual identity or preference. Well, identity, woman, but preference that is irrelevant. So you are welcome. The truelovesociety.com would love to see you there. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe wherever you are in the world. I appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me today and I wish you well and I will be back next week with a new episode. All right, take care, bye.